Welcome to To Inspire. I am your host, Dennis Postuma, and today I have a very special day. Um, my good friend and brother from another mother, Kevin Schoen, is here. And Kevin and I uh, ventured off and started uh, um, Postuma Capital Lending, and so we work on goals and finances with people. But today we're going to be talking about health. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, really happy to be here. I'm really happy to spread some knowledge. Yeah, it's very exciting because um, people often ask me, Kevin, um, you know, as far as with with nutrition and why we're involved in nutrition and why it's important even though we're in the financial industry generally speaking that's our craft and uh, so tell me a little bit first of all why is it people should listen to you and what's your background with fitness and, and sports and tell me a little bit about your story sure sure yeah I like what you're saying there with you don't last in this industry without some passion and the passion that you have that I see every day is passion of helping people achieve their goals that's what I'm here to do and that's what I do with Postman Capital Lending and helping people get you know, mortgages to qualify for homes and you know make their dreams come true and all that um, that spreads to every facet of my life of course I'm passionate about fitness as well I've been in, involved in that for a long time by no means am I some professional athlete with um, you know all kinds of experience or a licensed dietitian or nutritionist or a personal trainer none of that right but I've helped a lot of people along the way give them some advice on how to get from not doing any sort of working out into consistently having some habits um, and that's really what we're trying to help people do and uh, what's so cool about your show here is that you have such a wide range of guests uh, offering unique perspectives you're not just hearing the same perspective of do this do this do this to a large degree you've got to do what works for you so you have to find who's going to give you the right advice for you and I give some outside perspective some pragmatic simple tips to get people from being too intimidated to actually starting the habit of working out and taking a their fitness and health seriously. Well, that, that's one thing actually that you know I actually pride myself on, and I know you do too. We do there. It is not fitness is not a one size fits exactly. all thing. It is. Um, we do have different courses on different diets, but realistically, whether it be keto or whether it be Mediterranean or vegan or anything like that, you have to find what works for you. And and I by no means tell anybody it's a one size fits all. But one thing that you can tell, obviously, with what you do with working out is that you show up. So, uh, and that is the biggest thing, talking about gyms and, and getting in there. So what are a few big picture pieces of advice that you would give somebody about diet and nutrition? Yeah, for diet and nutrition, as far as that piece goes, uh, showing up and making the decision that you're gonna change your lifestyle and cut out some of the crappier foods that you've been eating, that's the number one decision. And I try to keep things simple, especially for this video, which I'm gonna target a little more towards beginners. Um, to a large extent, hey, we don't really know what works for every individual, as Dennis was saying. Um, everyone has a different body, everyone has a different digestive tract and different metabolism and all that. So to a large extent, there's some guesswork going on. We have to match up the right diet for you. But there's three big pieces that I think are universal. Everybody can follow these. And if you can follow these simple instructions to make these a part of your daily life, then uh, from there, you can get more and more specific into what diet you want to do, if it's the keto diet or if it's the vegan diet, Mediterranean, or just uh, good old-fashioned calorie counting or whatever, macro counting, whatever you want to do. Um, but number one would be sugar, limit your sugar. Everyone knows that, but 
maybe doesn't understand just how important it is. Sugar is a, a toxin, you know, if you want to properly classify it and with respect to what it does to our bodies. Limit that as much as you can. It doesn't mean never eat it. Do something that's achievable. Don't beat yourself up if you have a cookie every now and then. But limit that every day. Consciously be thinking, how can I limit my sugar? Number two, alcohol. Alcohol does not do any good for you. We all know that as well. It does a lot of the same things that sugar does, plus a lot of the other things. It'll give you hangovers. It'll cause you to gain weight in certain spots you don't want to gain weight in. Um, just affect your mental clarity. Quite frankly, I haven't had a single drink in a year. I just decided I'd give that up a year ago. My skin's feeling better, my joints are feeling better, I can think sharper, it's, it's been excellent. So yeah. sugar, alcohol, limit those to the extent that you can. And then uh, the last piece of advice I would have is just listen to your body. Listen to your body yeah. and what that's telling you. And that's in short term with respect to how full you are and you know how your stomach's making you feel. Um, just so that you don't overeat, because when you overeat, not only is that a lot of calories at one time, but it can expand your stomach, and when you have a bigger stomach, right. it makes you eat more and more. Uh, the next time you have a meal, it takes longer to get full. Um, and additionally, just listen to your body with respect to what foods are going to make you irritated. Like we've been saying, everyone has a different body, different things make us tick differently. I'm really lucky in that I can eat just about anything under the sun and it's not going to bother me. Dennis is the probably the exact opposite in some respects. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I have had a few, I'm missing a colon, so, you know, with ulcerative colitis, yeah, I mean, I can eat whatever I want underneath the sun, I just might regret it within a few minutes, but, um, yeah, no, you're exactly right, that's a, a, a very good point, and, and something that you brought up about with, with sugar and everything else is, uh, I can't remember who it was that I heard, but, um, they said that sugar is actually more addictive than cocaine. Hmm. So it's so just something that if you try to give up sugar and you're having problems with that, and, and one of the things that I actually want to touch on with that is we usually know what we're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, we just don't do it. And I think that's a lot of, that's a big thing with a lot of people. You know, um, you know, whether or not, I mean, you want to stop and get ice cream on the way home, you know that you shouldn't do that. Or, I mean, unless it's a cheat day or something like that, but yeah, you know, so we usually know. So um, with all the people who have struggled to make fitness a consistent and healthy part of their lifestyle, what are some strategies they can follow to give them a better chance to actually sticking with it? Yeah, consistency, sticking with it, it's just the name of the game. You know, we can say, do this, do that all day long. It's up to you to actually do it. And along the lines of nutrition, that's kind of why I simplify my advice with the, those three pieces is that you can distract yourself all day long. Oh, I never know what the right, which diet should I do? Should it be this or that? None of that really matters. Just take the first step, get in there, simplify it, and do that. Um, with respect to working out, a um, couple things. you got to get into the habit of actually holding yourself accountable. Now, come up with some kind of plan. Are you going to go to a gym or are you going to work out at home or some kind of combination of those? Figure out what that's going to be and then go with it. If you're going to work out at home, secure your equipment, figure out what exercises you're going to be doing and work out. Try to do it at the same time of day whenever you're doing it, whether that's three days a week or five days a week or six days a week. You can get away with sometimes just doing three days a week if you're really hitting it hard. Yeah. That's sometimes all you need to do to get the ball rolling, get the momentum going and continue with it. Um, going to a gym. Okay, I know that's a very intimidating thing for a lot of people. You and I, we've been going to the gym for years and years and years. It's yes. just second nature. We love it there. So yeah. it's hard for us to sometimes get into the point of view of someone who's new to it, who might be a little frightened or intimidated. Like, oh, what? I don't know what to do with the machines. Everyone else, they have muscles. I don't have muscles. I'm going to look stupid. Look, no one there is judging you. Maybe a few people, but who cares what their opinions are? You know? Exactly. We, we know what to do with haters, right? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't. 
is not productive to be thinking about what they're doing. Um, go there, take it easy, figure out what you're doing, ask the trainers for help, ask other people there for help. If you ask Dennis for help and he's at the gym, unless he's really in the zone, he's probably going to help you out. Absolutely. He'd be happy to. That's what he does for a living is just help people figure out how to do, <laughs> do things. You know? Absolutely. And the thing about that is, Kevin, is so many people, I can assure you that 95% of the people, that if they see you working out at the gym, I don't care what kind of shape you're in, they automatically respect you. Exactly. I mean, exactly. when you know that, when you're not home on the couch. Exactly. You know what? You get up, you go there, you show up, that's great. Um, me personally, you know, one thing that if, if you have troubles, so if you find that is it, so I always say I don't negotiate with terrorists when it comes to working out in the morning. So I have to work out in the morning. I can't do it in the evening. You know, after our day, after dealing with finances, going through those different things that we go through in a day, I, I, I'm sure I'm like you to where, Either you have to go straight there, which is what I did for years. I had to go straight to the gym. It wasn't a, again, I have my bag packed mm -hmm. and that's, yep. that's what I did. Um, if I have any chance, any chance to go home, there's no, it's, no, it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. at, at the point I'm at in my career, I know that. Yep. So what I do is I get up early and that's what I do. And when I do that, I'm literally sleeping in my workout clothes or I have them right next to the bed. Yeah, make it easy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's why I said don't negotiate with terrorists because if I get any moment of sitting there like, well, mm -hmm. I did put a little bit of workout here the other day, I did do this, it just it's just all downhill from there. I can talk myself into or out of anything. Yes. So if I give myself that slight room of, we did a really good workout yesterday, you, it's over with. So that's why I don't, it's automatic, automatic, I do, I have exactly the routine. You, you talk about consistency. I'm really glad that you brought that up because I just saw um, the 2020, I think, visionary tour of Oprah where uh, J-Lo was on there. And, you know, Oprah's interviewing her and asking, you know, what is the big, you know, keys to, you know, getting, staying in the shape that you're in. She's over 50 now. And um, she said just what you said, consistency. She never does a workout that's more than an hour long. Yep. And um, usually works out three to four times a week, except for if she's training for a specific event where she may do five or six. And if you think about it, knowing your body style and whatnot, how important do you think as far as, is consistency almost everything to working out? I mean, in, in a way to where if you want to eat every so often, you want to have a cheat day and whatnot, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, once you can get to the point where you're consistent, you have a lot of leeway. It's just a matter of building that habit. You know, I think earlier on when uh, I was discussing my credibility with respect to this subject, and I, I don't think I've gone, I could probably count on my one hand the amount of times I've gone more than 48 hours without working out. You know, it's just, it's consistency. You know, that's in the past 15 years. And that's not because I have had a sport or anything, it's just because it's, I'm to the point where it's so hard not to because yep. it helps me sleep, it helps me have clarity of thought, it helps me in so many different areas. When you see these results come back and get that positive feedback, it's just, you know, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess, you know, <laughs> once, you, once you're going enough, you're going to continue to go, but it's a matter of getting to that point where you're consistent, and if you can, if you can do that, if you tell yourself you have no other options, if you don't negotiate with terrorists, that whole mm -hmm. sort of thing, yeah, I mean, you're going to see results. Gonna for, see results. Yeah, and for me, where that's come in and helpful, I mean, there's been times that I've went 48 hours, obviously. But with different surgeries and health issues that I've had in the past, what, what that excited me and where that's helped me is muscle memory. 
being able to go back in, like, even if I oh, lost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's so much easier to pick it back up. Oh, yeah. And, and to see your body come back and bounce back from something, from a surgery, or even from being out of shape for a while. Yes. Yeah. And you start lifting again, you start running again, whatever it may be, playing basketball. It's just so funny how that the body just snaps right back into it and you get gains and you get in shape in such a fast, there's just so oh, yeah. much momentum. Yeah, oh, I mean, we are meant, our bodies are meant to be active and they're meant to be strong and they're meant to be quick and agile. I mean, we need this. This is how we survive for hundreds of thousands of years, you know, going from the caves up to today. I mean, you're chasing down deer and th throwing spears at woolly mammoths. Right. We did that with active bodies. We did not do that with, you know, these, these soft 300 pound bodies. So you, your body is meant to be in this shape and it can do it. It doesn't matter where you are right now. You can get to that shape and it's remarkable the gains that you can experience as a new lifter in the first two months. If you really hit it hard, if you get over the frustration of the first two weeks where you feel weird and awkward and it hurts and everything's just the worst thing ever when you're first working out, I know it. I know the feeling a little bit. It's been a long time since I felt that way. I know it a little bit enough to know what you're feeling. If you can get over that and work out hard for two months, you can make so many gains, way more than I can make in two months. Yeah. Because once you get mature muscle, like it, it takes me a long time to you know go up five pounds on my bench press or whatever, which I don't really do anymore. But like it would take me a long time to, sure. to gain just five, ten pounds on that. Whereas a beginner, two months, you can go up from benching one thirty-five to one eighty-five easily, Absolutely. easily. So yeah, you can. That's one point of encouragement. You know, it's so hard to get over that initial hump, but realize there's so many rewards waiting for you if you can make it over that because you can make some serious, serious gains in those first few months. The other thing, too, is I think that um, all great points. I think that, you know, one thing that people need to understand is that you can start out five minutes a day. Yeah. It does not need yeah. to be. I always say, you know, start an hour of power and, and make it self-development, whether it's, you know, kind of filling your cup. But if you're extremely out of shape or you use the compound effect and just, you know, just do the five minutes yep. and then relax and, and, and fill your mind with some positive things, meditation, whatever it may be. And then after you've done that for a certain period of time, then move it to 10 minutes. It is not, ha you don't have to dive in. And I, I say that, but you know, I always, whenever I get back, like after surgery, if you've ever told them you can't work out, I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's just, it's, you automatically want to, you know, I, I, have, I have a problem with authority. But um, so once you're told you can't work out, I just automatically want to, and I dive in and then I'm sore and I'm dying, you know, for like the first two days. But um, so to get back, get back uh, on track here, sorry. Uh, there are a lot of pitfalls that people can fall into when uh, they're new to working out. What are some of the common ones that, you can, that people can do to avoid? Or that people can, how people can avoid them, some of the pitfalls. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the big ones I hear is, you know, you, you get your stereotypical person who's new to going to the gym and let's say they are 30 pounds overweight and they just have underdeveloped muscle. So they have two kind of problems to tackle, same, two sides of the same coin, really. Um, but for whatever reason, I always hear these people say, you know, that they're getting encouraged. They got encouraged from some Instagram influencer or whatever. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna start going to the gym, and then right. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose the 30 pounds, and then I'm gonna start lifting weights and get big. You know, lose the fat, then gain the muscle. Do not do that. You know, it, maybe it sounds good in some people's heads for whatever reason or another to do it in that order. But if you're gonna do it in any order, do it the opposite order. Either do them in parallel or do them in the opposite order. Build the muscle first, 
then lose the fat. And it's for a few different reasons. Now, when you have big fat stores, you know, if you have 30 pounds of excess fat, um, that's a great source of energy for you in order to build muscle. You can use that fat source to build muscle quicker. It's more efficient than even the calories that you're taking in throughout the day. Um, so that's also going to burn that fat too, which right. is good for <laughs> that goal of burning fat, is you can do that while lifting weights. And then once you build that muscle, you're more resistant to injury, which is a great thing if you want to continue with it, because a lot of people get injured quickly right. when they start yeah. lifting weights and they're like, I'm not going to do this anymore, it's too risky. Um, and when you have that muscle, that increases your natural resting metabolism. So throughout the day, someone with a lot of muscle mass, you know, when you were 230 pounds of solid muscle back in the day, you were burning who knows how many calories yeah. a day just sitting down working because your muscle just requires so much energy to maintain. Fat doesn't require nearly as much as a storage mechanism where muscle is active tissue. So um, I would go in that order if I were to um, get going. I, I have one other little nugget here. And the other thing on that too, just to kind of piggyback off that too, Kevin, is you know when people try to get into cardio, not that cardio is bad by any means, but people also don't realize that you actually, when you lift weights, you're burning you're burning fat three times as long as when you yes. when you use yes. cardio. So you know, realistically, you, you talk about back in the day when I had some muscle on me. Um, you know, when you did that, I never worried about what I was eating. Right. I just right. pound those calories all day long, and so because you're you're literally burning it three times as, as long. So yeah, and. Um as far as the elliptical or the bike or the treadmill, you know, people get on those and do a little job for half an hour and they're like, that's going to be what I'm going to do for six months until I lose this fat sort of thing. A lot of times that's counterproductive because you get home and you're just not used to that change in appetite because that does something to your appetite. And you get home and you think, oh, I just achieved something. I get to reward myself yeah. with, you know, XYZ spread here. And uh, you're not used to the new hunger that you have. You just feel like it's natural to, a lot of times you replenish more than you even burned. Right. People have the opposite effect. A lot of times it happens. People get going on working out and they do those light cardio exercises, which just aren't the most effective. And uh, they end up gaining a few pounds yeah. after a few months, which is sad. And the thing about that is, is, is I want to encourage, and I want to go back to what you said too. It, you have to figure out what working out for your body. Yep. And there are people who um, can get on that treadmill and they can just go for three hours. And then there's people who don't do any cardio and they only lift. I, you know, I highly encourage, it is not, you're not going to try one specific workout and just be like, boom, that's the one that worked for me. I mean, me personally, what I do is, is um, you know, in between uh, keto and, um, uh, it's mixed between keto and actually intermittent fasting. If I'm trying to build muscle, I turn around and I, and I go and um, I have my little protein shots. So it's throughout the day, even though I'm intermittent fasting. So is that true intermittent fasting? So you just you have made your own brand of it and you, because you know it works for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you, you have, really have to figure out what works for you. So, um, so what would you say as far as, um, I know that you've gotten, sorry about this, I, uh, losing a little, uh, lost on my questions here, so, <laughs> off the cuff, so. I had a couple lifts that I was going to share with uh, some of the beginner guys if they were okay. looking to get a little more technical. Okay. Um, you know, we've been talking about big picture stuff here, which is good because I want to get you, my goal here to get you from not doing anything to doing something yep. and doing something consistently and sticking with it. But to do that, you've got to 
you know, you need a little more of a hook to get you in and figure out, okay, what exactly do I do? So I'll speak, because we're a little limited on time here, just mostly to men here, because I know that a little bit more, because that's, I have the body of a man right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, I would give you like five key lifts that you should probably be doing. These are, I choose these mostly, you know, number one, because they're effective lifts, and number two, because they're just practical. They're very easy to do, pragmatic, easy, easy to access uh, the equipment that you need to do these. Number one, pull-ups. Partly, maybe because I'm really good at pull-ups, you know, I can, I can do like 30 pull-ups, I've always been good at them, they're fun, but look, this, there's a lot of reasons they're an excellent workout. Some people call them the, the king of exercises. Right. It's just all you need is a bar. We got a bar holding up these weights that are making our faces look so good right now. You hop on that bar and uh, rip out some pull-ups. It, it works your lats, that's great for, you know, looking a little wider, the V-shape. Works your biceps, obviously, forearms. Um, it's a tricky exercise, you know, it, if you've never done them before, maybe you can't even do a single pull-up. Get some exercise bands and figure out how to lasso those on or use the assistance machine there that a lot of gyms have. Rip it out until you can do one without assistance and yeah. then from there, just do more and more. I mean, those are an excellent exercise. I'd say everyone between the ages of 14 and 44, you know, should be doing some pull-ups. You should be able to do some pull-ups. It's a functional exercise, you know, maybe if you're going through your day-to-day -day life, it yeah. might come in handy. That, that strength is very, very um, crucial just to day-to-day -day life, and it uh, makes you look good, too. Um, number two, I would say... Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Both? I, want you to, I want you to know, first of all, the best thing that ever happened was those assistant machines. If you want to feel good about your self-esteem, just get in there and just knock out like 300 pull-ups using the... Do it. Do it. <laughs> Throw, load 80 pounds on there and yeah, just do exactly. it in half your weight. Um, do you change, just just for, for the for viewers at home, do you change any of your grip for your pull-ups? Mm -hmm. you oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So so just want, just so you know, there's multiple ways you can, with a, a single pull-up, you can do it so many different ways and there's so many different muscles you can work. But, you know, people always think they have to have this expensive whatever. I mean, now you can get one of those pull-up things. 15 for, bucks what, off 15? Amazon. Throw it in your doorway. Yeah. You can have this at home. Home, do yeah. it two days a week easily. You don't even need a gym. That's. I don't know if we have one at the office, but I have one at home we could bring in. So we, we should get one. <laughs> okay. So go ahead, continue with the second uh, exercise. Okay, my second one. I'm shocked that I don't really see these ever at gyms. I, I'm like the only person I know that owns one of these. It's one of my favorite uh, pieces of exercise equipment. It's probably a hundred years old. It's been around forever. I had to look up the name of it because um, I was going to call it a, a a chest bar thingy. But it's called, I think a power twister is the name that you can find it on Amazon for. And it's just a bar, about yay big, uh, with handles on the ends, and a big spring in the middle. I don't know if I've showed this to you ever. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Just, you just bend it in half like this. You can alternate your grip to vary the uh, resistance, essentially. And you can target the lower chest by bending it like that, and upper chest like this. Um, most famous chest exercise, of course, bench press. Um, sure. A lot of ways you can get injured doing that. Um, you, you hear different things from different people, but I'm not a huge fan of it. It kind of screws up my shoulders. Maybe I'm just not doing it right. You hear different things. I'm not like all anti-bench press, but you need a gym for it. You need all these plates. It can be dangerous. It's it's difficult. This chest thing, you buy it for 30 bucks on Amazon. You have it at home, and you can really target your chest. That's the other thing that I like about it is with the bench press, I just feel that so much in my shoulders and my arms. It's hard for me personally to target my chest. If you want to have that mind-muscle connection, which is important if you get into targeting specific muscles just so you can you know, look better and see results, which is, again, part of that positive feedback loop. Right. Sometimes it's good to have these specific pieces of equipment like, like that twister, power twister that, that I use that I can actually target my chest with, which right. I've never been able to do before. Um, so 
and you mentioned and to go and, and to go off of that too with bench press and you see this a lot at the gym with bench press it's really easy to cheat or to try to do it wrong and to and and there's a lot of ways you can get hurt you don't have a spotter yeah. i mean now they have smith machines but just to piggyback off what you said that's a it's a i have a smith machine at home i would you know there's a couple times when i've, I've gotten extremely cocky and, and it's been regretful you know and i'm just like spinning off the bench press <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I know, believe it or not, not me, but yeah, yeah. So, but some of those old school um, uh, pieces, I do want to talk about that for a second because um, my buddy had one way back in high school, and it was a bicep one that was, it's an old, some of the old school stuff is so unique. Some of it's total works. junk, but yeah. some of it's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, all right, go ahead, carry on. I just had the image in my head, you know, the, stereotypical old-fashioned thing that like the belt that like jiggles all your yeah <laughs> yes there you yes there you go we should do one of those for the office or a manual treadmill <laughs> yeah yeah they have some really good ones these yeah. days actually yeah. oh i'm some sure really good ones um so that, those were two number three uh just a simple one that you probably heard of with dumbbells uh 10 12 and a half 15 pound dumbbells do some lat raises i'm not going to try to show you the form because um, i'm not an expert in that but watch a couple videos on how to do lat raises Great for your shoulders. That's another point that you want to target uh, if you're trying to see results quickly. Um, squats. Squats are great for just about everything. You know, as far as the compound power lifts, uh, there's what squats, deadlifts, bench press, overhead press, um, pull-ups. You could say squats are the most important. Yep. Squats, by far, in my opinion. Again, this is opinion, but you make your whole body stronger when you're doing a squat. You know, it really targets obviously the glutes and the quads, the hamstrings to an extent, um, and to your calves, but your back's getting stronger, your upper body's getting stronger. You could take somebody and if they're new to working out and they're not even bench pressing or working on their chest at all, they could be squatting for two months yep. and go, they could increase their bench press from 135 to 185 and I don't know how long it would take, but. You know, you can do that with just focusing on your lower body. It increases your testosterone. It makes your whole body stronger. It makes your posture better. It just makes you feel better. So highly recommend those. Those are one that you do need a gym for if you're going to do it with a barbell, probably unless you have a, a rack at your house. But you can, you can get some heavier dumbbells, get some 40-pound dumbbells, and do maybe a squat kind of, uh, hex bar kind of squat right. hybrid with, with just dumbbells. You know, yeah. you don't need to be doing anything um, with with the heaviest of weights all the time. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about rep ranges too. If you're getting into lifting, um, maybe you're new and you don't know what, you know what sets and reps are at all, but if I was gonna do um, these lat raises here, I would probably do three sets of 20 or something. You know, mm -hmm. I do 20 and then I do 18 and then I do 16 just because you get progressively more and more tired. So the question is, how many sets and reps should I do? Yeah. Well, the lower amount of reps you do per set, the stronger you're going to get if you do as many as you can per set. You know, if I was to find the weight, you know, if I did 40 pounds and I'm trying to do lat raises, I don't know if I could even do one, but let's say I could do four of them. Right. I would get a lot stronger by doing a bunch of sets with just four reps, but get injured a lot quicker. There's just a lot of things that can go wrong. So a lot of experts will recommend if you're just looking at building muscle mass, 10 to 20, you're not going to get as injured and it's time efficient, and um, yeah, I think that's just the best, it's the easiest to find your, your rep range, stick between 10 20s. And from experience too, as you get older, um, not that I have to deal with this yet, <laughs> but let's just say that I did, 
Um, the more muscle you, you just want to remember maintenance too. Yeah. You, you don't want to build up a bunch of bulk and then just, that's not healthy either if that turns right. into you, fat. You, so. You're not going to be able to maintain. If, yeah. you, if you really want to get, some of these guys can maintain it for a long, long time. But, you know, I'm 193 pounds. I don't care to get much bigger because I know that when I'm 45, 50, I'm not going to be able to maintain that. It's just going to be not a lot of extra weight to, to carry around. I hear some 39-year-olds have problems with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, the gravity kicks in. So I would say, you know, it's great to get big. It's something, yeah. you know, if you're not making a career out of it, I, I always yeah. warn everybody be careful. Yeah. They, get, they can catch up to you. And the, la the last little exercise I would um, add in there just to wrap this all up along these lines that we're talking about is add some kind of cardio in there. You know, it should be all weights. I think people should focus a little more on weights than they realize. Most right. beginners think they're going to do a lot more running and stuff, more weights than you realize, but do have some kind of cardio in there. Whether that's running, if you really like running, do some running, um, do some jump rope or do some kind of biking or if you can play basketball or soccer or tennis, if you're blessed in one of those areas, do one of those. That's great because it's a lot less boring yeah. than, uh, than just slaving away the treadmill, um, but get some kind of running in there. I think guys maybe should focus on it a little less than the girls. I, I think it just works better if you, know, if you were to fo focus on one, the guys maybe do a little bit less of the distance. I don't know that running for more than 20 minutes at a time is a great idea consistently unless you're really a runner. Um, but work some of it in there. You gotta be doing it. It's, it's one of those exercises that pulls everything together. Is Plus ladies are just more mentally tough. They, they are. They are in many in many aspects. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard it does better things for for women for the longer term. I don't know if that's true or not. This one, yeah. getting out on a limb here. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that last note, I do want to talk about. Most of us have heard of the concept of smart goals. Um, obviously, I've used that in my GPS system. But what are some measures that people um, making fitness goals can look at, and as far as setting goals, and which is a crucial part of the process? Yeah, yeah, I, I love this concept um, and the SMART goals. I know we've talked about it together, and I think this was originally formulated as this acronym, SMART, yeah. back in 1980 or something. It's been around for a long time, and, you know, maybe help me out here. Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely. You know, there's different yep. ways you can phrase it, but yep. that's maybe the most common way. Um, we don't have to go through each of those letters or concepts right now, but you get the gist of it. You've got to come up with some specific goals. You have to hold yourself accountable to some kind of timetable and make it realistic. It can't just be, you know, someone who's a beginner, this stereotypical person who I keep bringing up, they're scrolling through Instagram and they see some influencer. Wow, that person, he has abs, he looks amazing. Oh, and he's selling something, he has some program. Like, I'm going to do it and get in there. Like, maybe he doesn't even buy the program and he just thinks, okay, I'm going to look like that guy. That's my goal. Yeah. That's way too low resolution. You got you got to go. How are you going to get there? Number one, is that even a reasonable goal to have? Right. Because if you're 30, 35, and you're out of shape, you're probably never going to look like this influencer right. guy. And that's fine. You do not need to. Right. Most people are never going to look like that. And that that is totally fine. You've got to find out what goals are that are going to work with your lifestyle. They're going to balance all your other priorities because we all have so many other priorities. But if you're going to carve it up, how are you going to get closer to looking like that guy than you do now? Right. Well, Okay, I'm going to look halfway like I'm in one month and full way in two months. Oh, of course, that doesn't work either. You've got to really get down to the nitty-gritty and measure, you know, come up with some specific steps that you can measure because if you can't measure it, it's not going to get done. You know, I'm so, an accountant by profession originally, yeah. so I, I know all about measurement. Um, we got to help, you know, we're always helping people make, achieve their goals throughout incremental steps. Yeah. So for working out, um, most people will say, all right, I'm going to start working out and I'm 30 pounds overweight. I'm going to lose five pounds a month, 
and by the end of six months, I'll have lost 30 pounds, right? Well, is the goal really to lose 30 pounds? I, I don't think so. The goal is to change your body composition. Right. If you're gaining muscle, you're going to be gaining weight. Yeah. And maybe that's a good thing. So if you start out 200 pounds, you could be working out for two months, and then two months later, oh, no, I'm, I'm 202 pounds you step on the scale. Yeah. What am I doing this for? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not seeing any yeah. results. You could have gained five pounds of muscle and lost three pounds of fat. And that's why you're 202 pounds. And that's a great achievement. That's, a, that's an amazing achievement. If you start and you're working out for two months and you have that result, which a lot of people do, they just don't realize it because they step on the scale and they get discouraged. Yeah. Because it's not enough. To, they still have enough you know, fat covering everything that they can't quite see it in the mirror. Yeah. So they think, oh, well, just, this is useless. This, yeah. I might as well just quit. It's, not, it's never going to happen. What you should do, the easiest way to do this, you know, instead of looking at um, your weight, is you could just measure your waist circumference. Right. Really easy. A lot more effective. Um, that is a drawback too, though, because uh, you know, just based on the day and based on the water weight you're carrying around, you know, if you lose, let's say, three inches off your waist from 37 to 34 inches uh, over the course of six months, that's what a half an inch every month, a quarter of an inch every two weeks, eighth of an inch every week. Very hard to measure. So right. the tolerance right. of it is just kind of difficult. Right. So what I recommend to people is just some skin fat calipers yeah. to measure body fat. Now, no one's ever going to know their specific body fat percentage and be like, oh, he's getting all technical on me, and we don't need to know this. No, no, no. I'm not saying you need to calculate your percentage, anything like that. Um, it's the best way to measure if you're making progress with losing fat. So these things are really simple. You can buy them on Amazon for 12 bucks. It's just a little old-fashioned thing with a spring, and you can measure yourself in a few different places. You know, tricep, maybe right here, by your abs, thigh, and you just, you could add it all up. Let's say you get five measurements. They're all 20 millimeters. You add it up, you get your score, your raw score of 100 millimeters. Track from there. Okay, I'm going to lose five millimeters off my raw score here every, I don't know what, you know, right. <laughs> figure it out. Whatever and, works for you. And track it and see if you're making progress there. But that's where you're actually going to see progress. If you're doing the right things, you will see progress in that respect, in the millimeters every single time. The weight. You pr you, it's too much to track. There's too many scales. Scales are variables. so tough. Yeah. It's just so tough. Yeah. Stay away from the scale if you really want to yeah. know what's going on with it. Yeah, I That's agree. Tough. I agree. Well, we're all out of time, and I want to thank you so much, Kevin, for being on the show. How do people get a hold of you? Hey, well, if you want a, if you want a mortgage, you're going to go to GrooveMortgage.com. There you go. But otherwise, uh, just check out my Facebook. So. Okay. All right. Yeah, perfect. perfect. And we thank you very much for being on the show. Hopefully I'm trying to talk him into his own show. So <laughs> as, as for now, thank you very much to Inspire Nation, and I want you to live to inspire.